Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. The following program was recorded live at the 2019 ATA Management Conference and Exhibition in San Diego. This is Transport Topics Roadshow, the program that takes you to far out places to meet the most interesting people in freight. Today's episode is brought to you by Stone Ridge. This is Dan Ronan. We are glad to be joined here in San Diego by a very interesting guy, a gentleman by the name of Ramey Fief Braun. He's with D&D Sexton, and he is the ATA's Driver of the Year. Congratulations, first off. Let me just read uh, what it takes to become Driver of the Year. Candidates are selected from a pool of exceptional state of the state drive state of the drivers of the year submitted by the state trucking associations each candidate's qualifications are reviewed by a panel of judges then they narrow the field of nominees to a group of finalists who are judged by cbsa and law enforcement representatives who select the award winner that's a pretty rigorous process to go through how do you get to that point it starts with the my company nominating me for the missouri driver of the month and I received the December 2018 Driver of the Month for the state of Missouri. And Missouri had their conference, their safety conference back in February, where I was named Missouri Driver of the Year 2018. So then the MOTA, Missouri Trucking Association, nominates me with, through the, for the ATA National Driver of the Year. Fill out an application, you know, all, this, all your accolades and everything else, get that turned in. And then in July, I found out uh, that I was a top five finalist. And then that's when we had to do a three to five minute video on six questions they gave us. So did that, did that turn that video in on, in September, first week of September, and my boss notified me on the 16th of September that I, had, I got it. And I said, I got what? He said, you're the national <laughs> driver of the year. And I mean, I started crying and laughing and it was crazy. I mean, it's just, it's, Pretty, pretty humbling to get an award like this. You've been doing this a long time. Started driving in 1986 in the United States Army, hauling jet fuel. And transitioned once you finished with the Army? Yep, and Yep, just kept right on going doing it. Did, I did, uh, I come out of the Army in 88, uh, did a live haul with turkeys in Minnesota, then I bought my own truck back in 90, did that for six, seven years, moved to Missouri, been with D&D Sexton for the last 22 years. Wow, what a remarkable career. What a remarkable career. So when you, got the, when you got the announcement, I mean, it must have been big news in, in Carthage and at the company and in the house. I mean, oh, yeah. it must have been a lot of celebrating going on. It was. You know, we couldn't officially announce it till Monday here. So I, people I told, I said, we, you know, it's, it's not official till I get here to San Diego. But uh, a lot of friends congratulating me and honor. I mean, I, truck is my life. It's what I do. It's what I want to do for, for as long as I can. And uh, it's, it's, it's where I'm happy is behind the wheel of the semi. What type of driving do you do? Uh, over the road, pull a refrigerator trailer, run about 120 to 130,000 miles a year. Wow. And I and I and then mow four or five times a year, maybe a little more. I do some. I'll, I'll train some drivers that we hire. Okay. And uh, all depends how much experience they have. That could be from 2,500 miles to 10,000 miles with the trainer, or till I feel and they feel that they're ready to go by themselves in the truck. So you may be out on the road for 
pretty good all. Well, usually I'm out uh, out and back. You know, there's times I get in for one day at the uh, at Carthage, but 10 to 14 days out, and then home for a day, a day and a half sometimes. It, the truck the truck's my home, so that's where I is where I'm is where I do it. You know, but it's 10 to 14 out. You know, two days off or one day off, or if I need more time off, I'll request it and stay out longer. Most of the ag products? Uh, refrigerator trailers, so it could be our main customers is, is, is cheese and frozen dough out of Missouri, so, you know, from Utah to Texas, the Carolinas, Virginia, Wisconsin, you know, upstate New York, you know, uh, and then whatever we bring back. It could, could be anything. You put it in the trailer, I'll haul it. <laughs> so you've seen the whole country? Every, I think I was, somebody asked me if I've been to every state, I think I've been to everyone but the Washington state. I've crossed the Golden Gate Bridge. I've driven through the mountains of Pennsylvania. I've driven under the water in Virginia. You know, I've seen a lot of countryside. It has to be a, if you like to travel and you like to see the country and get out there and meet people, and you and I have known each other for a day, and I mean, you're a personal guy. If you're a people person, it's it's got to be a pretty fun type of job. It is, it's, you know, going to different customers, different, you know, truck stops, wherever the rest there is, you know. It, it's good. It's, I mean, you're delivering. You're, you're delivering America one load at a time, and the people, you know, appreciate that. And it's just, you know, I say it's, you're getting paid to see the country. That's what I say. I mean, I'm looking at the country through a windshield, and I've had people ask me, well, take pictures. I said, all my pictures are in my head. So when I retire, if I retire, I'm, I know where I want to go and see more. You know, but it's it's. Uh, my dad's my dad drove truck. You know, that's why you know that's how I started. Well, I went far back as I can remember. You know, riding with dad, you know, hauling milk. Little boy. Yeah, far back as I can remember. And, you know, he's 82 years old. He still drives part-time in Minnesota. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, so once it's in your blood, it's in your it's blood. It's in my blood, yes. Yep. <laughs> Tell me about the company you work for, D&D Sexton. D&D Sexton, uh, small, not a big company, not a small company. 150 trucks, probably. Two dispatchers. Uh, say I've been there 22 years. Um, there's one guy been, been more long, there longer than me, and that's the boss's brother. Uh, refrigerators, you know, refrigerator trailers, you know, uh, good company boss. You can talk to the guy. The boss has an open door policy. Dean Sexton, you walk right in there. Time he's there, you can walk in there and talk to him about anything. And uh, just a good family oriented company. You, you call them up and you, you're you're a, you're a name, not a number. They can tell you by your voice who you are. You know. What makes, in your opinion, a great driver? What makes a driver who's a cut above? I mean, I, I've gotten a chance to know some of you guys through. NTDC, which you competed in, and uh, went to Pittsburgh for that and had a chance to talk to. What makes a really good driver, when, when you look at it and you say, okay, he's a good driver, but what makes someone great? What, what's the key here? You gotta have a passion for the industry. You know, you gotta love what you're doing. If you're doing it just for a job or an income, you're not having fun doing it. For like the guys that you see at the Nationals, the NTDC, drivers that compete in these truck driving championships, they love to drive, they love oh, yeah. to compete. You know, you get these guys that are that are just want that paycheck, and they don't care about nothing but the paycheck. It's not fun for them. I mean, you gotta. Enjoy, I always say, why do something you don't wanna that you don't enjoy doing? You know, driving truck, you gotta have a passion for it. It's it's, a, it's it's not a life. It's not a job. It's a lifestyle. It's a career. You know, and that's where your top echelon drivers are. Them are the ones that you see in the truck step that are looking act professional. You know, they're not. You know, they're they're not complaining all the time. They, they love what they're doing. And it's not a job for everybody. I mean, it, no. it is It is a job that's it's an acquired taste. It is. It, you know, it, you know it's, when I get these trainees in my truck, I tell them, you're not in truck driving shape. If you don't like driving what we're, what we're doing, because we deliver freight any time of the day, every day of the week. 
if that's not your cup of tea, there's another company somewhere else that can do work nine to five. You can run flatbeds, you know, dump trucks, you know, reefer boxes, whatever. There are so many opportunities in this industry. You can find whatever you want, pick it, have fun and go for it. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's, that's, that's the beauty of the industry. It's, it's it, very diverse. Very diverse, yes. It's very diverse. Yes. But you like the over the road. I though. love the over the road. I mean, it's just, I've done it for so long, you know. I've done local stuff before, but as long as I can drive a truck, I don't care where the load goes, it, I'm going, you know. You never know what's going to be over the hill or around the next corner. You just never know. I would imagine that you're, the folks at D&D and the folks who have worked with you have got to say that, you know, when you come to work every day with a smile on your face and you come in with a good attitude yep. and you're positive about what you're doing, yep. that's got to be, you know, hey, Ray Braun walks in and he's got a smile on his face and he's yep. ready to go. They, and that's what they that's what they enjoy. They want a driver that'll take the load they give them and they go with it. They don't want the driver that's, oh, I can't do that load or I don't want to go here. Then they got to find somebody else to do it. If I get these drivers that don't want to go to Chicago, I don't like to go to Chicago, but I'm going to go there because that's where the load goes. Yeah. And, you know, it just it is what it is. It's get out there and have fun. And if you got a positive attitude around you, it'll rub, rub off on the other drivers, on the dispatcher. You know, they're, they're, they're not afraid to answer my phone call. Hey, I got a problem or have a good day, whatever. You know, it's, 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 it, I try to rub off on, every, on anybody I do, you know, everybody I talk to. And so here you are an award winner. It's just, it's mind-blowing. I mean, it's, it's humbling, you know. I just, everybody says you're not just a truck driver, but I just, I love driving truck. You know, that, that's an interesting point. I mean, I think that sometimes people, uh, they just take it for granted. There are, there are men and women out there like you yep. who do what you do yep. and do it well every day and get up and go out yep. there and uh, pound the pavement and yep. do what you got to do. Yeah, it's, 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 it's my life. It's what I'm going to do for as long as I can do it. And, and I love and I love doing it. You know, and you've been doing. You were in the army. What, I was what, in the uh, army from '85 to '88, then a year reserves, and I drove truck in the army. Okay. That's what I went in for. Was a motor transportation operator. You do any deployments overseas? I did not. I went to Turkey for training in '87. Came to California twice on some training exercises. Just before Gulf War One. Before, yeah, because I got out. In, uh, I got out of the regular army in '88. And then I did reserves for a year and a half or two years. And because when I signed up, it was an eight-year contract, three active, five inactive. Okay. And uh, but we had the Cold War was just getting over, and and you uh, come the, out right out of high come school. Come out of, right out of high school. I took my driving test, and the, the old sergeant uh, took me on my road test. He says, "How long have you been driving truck?" I said, "What do you mean, sergeant?" He says, "In the civilian world." I said, "I'm 18 years old. I just got out of high school." He said, you sure fooled me. I said, I spent 18 years right there in that side seat watching my dad drive truck. Yeah. You know, and I was born on a dairy farm, so driving a tractor and, and you know, driving machinery was, you know, it's, it's a knack, you know. So it, it started for you on a dairy farm up in, you said Minnesota? Minnesota. I grew, grew up on a dairy farm. So you've milked cows? You Milked cows. I threw hay bales and, uh, you, know, you know, drove a tractor, you know. Watch dad. Uh, Watch dad do it, and my dad drove truck, and then he milked cows, and I'd go with him in the dump truck or milk truck, go to the farmers, pick up the milk, and go to the creamery, and watch him back up. And I would be leaning forward to the, looking out the window, so he see how he's backing up. He'd say, "Sit back, so I can see out the mirror." I want to see how he's doing it, you know. And he never forced me to drive truck. He's, he'll tell you today. He said, I never forced me to drive truck, but it's what I. It's what, I mean, just to, to be in a truck and. Feel that engine and hear the motor. And back then, you could smell the diesel smoke. Now there's no diesel smoke anymore. But I mean, to see the countryside through the windshield is just, you know, 
you just never know. Like I say, it's, you're getting paid to see the country. Dad ever let you drive the truck as a 13, 14 I did it when I was 18 before I joined the Army. Or okay. I think I already, might have been already out of the Army, but I did a little bit, not much. I couldn't shift. <laughs> I could not downshift. He'd reach over and slap it in the gear and tell me to go, you know. And now, now here the last few years, he's riding with me. I'm doing all the driving. Now he's riding. You know, he's back in the day I would do the riding. Now he gets to ride. But uh, yeah, it's 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 just and then this part here here in San Diego with the National Driver of the Year, I'm just I'm just blown away. You know, it's just I can't thank everybody around me. D and D Sexton, you know, friends of mine, Thomas Miller, Steve Fields, to help me out. You know, my safety director, you know, uh, Harold Barba. They've mowed a Tramper, you know, Missouri Trucking Association for nominating me for this, and it's just, I had a good friend of mine tell me, he says, Ramey, you don't just represent yourself. You don't just represent D&D. You just don't represent MOTA or the ATA. He says, Ramey, you are the industry. Yeah. If you had, we had drivers like you, we would have a much better, the road to be much better with a lot of all, I mean, but it's humbling for him to say that to me. It just made me tear up, you know. It's humbling. It's, I mean, I don't know. You're tearing up. You're actually getting emotional on me. It's, to see the stuff on Facebook yesterday, all my kids and my friends, you know, congratulate me. It's good stuff. Wow. How big a family do you have? Oh, I have, there's five boys and two girls in my family. Wow. And, you know, dad had, dad had 11 in his family, and I had, we, I had five, four siblings, you know, there's five boys and two girls in my family, and I got three kids, and they're all graduated, two grandkids, yep. All did it while driving a truck? Drove a truck. Any yep. of the kids in the trucking industry? Jeremy just graduated in high school, he's going to be a teacher. He's going to tech school right now, and Jenny is undecided. Uh, my brother, Rodney, he works in the, he works for an oil refinery in Minnesota. He does, you know. He's in. He's in that part of the world. But yeah, you know, and then Mer and Roger, he did drive. He does. He still drives a little bit. He's my younger brother. And Ralph was a mechanic. He's a. He's a. Uh, he's a cook now. He's, he gave up that mechanic business. But, yep. How do we get? How do we get more men and women like you into the industry, Ramey? Because you know, you made a point a couple of minutes ago. You said people have said if we get more people, folks like Ramey Braun in the industry, we wouldn't have a truck driver shortage. If we get more guys like Scott from. FedEx, who was yes. great, great guy. Met him here at NTDC. Yes. You know what I'm talking. Yep. Um, but if we could, how do we go about getting more young people, more folks like you in the industry, and encourage them? Because because you are with someone who's been in it 30, yep. 30 some odd years. You have got the enthusiasm of a of a, of a newbie. Yeah. So how do we do that's, that? That's and that's where it's you know it's talking to going out to these schools and talking to kids and talking to people that want to change their, change their career or whatever and show them how fun it is. The equipment that we drive, it's like driving your car, you know, and getting to a good, get, getting to a good uh, school to get, your, to get your CDL, get with a good company, you know, with good benefits, you know. Uh, you know uh, we got, you know, we get 401k, you know, paid holidays, six, I get, you know, six paid holidays, I get a week's, six weeks, uh, three weeks vacation every year, you know, 401k, whatever. It's, it's, it's all schedule. flexible schedule, do you know what I'm saying? And they say, just get out there and have fun. Get out there, you know. I've seen trainees, I can tell you within the first week or, or day that they're not gonna make it. That just, they just don't got it. And you'll see some of the kids, they just pick it right up and they, and they it's, it's gotta be a desire, you know. But they got to understand what, what we do out here is, it's, you know, you got a higher responsibility with a bigger vehicle around, you know, out here on the highway. And, you know, 
get out, you know, it's, it's just get out there and do it. I, I don't, I just don't know how to, I mean, I can rub against them and I can, hey, this is, this is what it is. Enjoy yourself, you know, you got to have fun. Yeah, what's the secret sauce? I couldn't tell you, a secret. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just having that desire. I mean, it's just, I, I can't explain it, you know, I can't explain how much I love getting behind the wheel of that truck. We got guys that want to go, that love to go golfing or go fishing. Me, is get behind that wheel of that truck and get out there and just, uh, just relax and have fun. How do you deal with the aggravation when you're going through Atlanta and 285 and it's, you know, you're going through that intersection of 285 and 20, or you're going down to Dan Ryan in Chicago or something like that? How do you deal with that when you're saying to yourself, oh man, I'm going to be, this, this just isn't working for me here today? That's where, you know, if, if, the, if the trip, if you're loaded and your trip's planned right, you try to go through those big cities off peak hours. But if you have to get out there, you just be patient. Give yourself, you know, be aware of what's around you all the time, and just know it's going to take <clears throat> a little bit longer to get through there. It's just, it is, it's what it is. I mean, I've done it. You know, you got to let the, let the aggressive drivers go. You know, just and just sit back and do it. It's, it is what it is. It's part of the job. You know, it's part of knowing. Hey, I'm going to be getting to Chicago or Atlanta at the wrong time. You know, do I have time to pull off a stop for a couple of three hours, let traffic die down, or am I in a tight schedule? My clock is my clock ticking away, and that's where you plan your trip, or you don't have to, or you don't have to go through the big cities at the at the at the wrong time of the day. And now with actually the new hours of service regulations coming in, where we can do a little flexibility, I think that's going to help us do that, where we can not have to go be rushed to go every every minute. To be driver of the year, you have to be a safe driver. Yes. How many million miles you got without any problems? I couldn't tell you. Lots, lots. <laughs> they three to between three point eight and four. I'd say four million. I don't know exact. I don't have an exact number. With D and D, I've got like two point eight million with D and D. I think. That's just an incredible number when you think about that. Yeah. That you think that you know because you do five hundred miles a day. Yeah. You figure a low ball figure is a hundred thousand miles a year. So every ten years is a million miles. And you've been that, doing it 35 years? 34 years, so that's a low ball. You know, I average 120 to 130,000 miles a year, so it, it adds up. So what makes you, you know, what, what makes you at that top echelon that keeps you conscious of your, I mean, you got to take care of yourself. Yep. Your, your body's got to be in pretty good physical Correct. condition. Yes. You got to watch what you eat. Yes. Got to get your sleep and your yes. rest. And that's just even before you turn the key. Yes. And then, uh, you know, yeah, good rest before you start your day. Good equipment around you, you know, do a good pre-trip, got good clean equipment, and you're mindful. One of the questions was on the, on the, on the, or the question I had to fill on the video was, what do you do, what do you do to stay safe? I said, uh, I have to be mindful every minute of every mile of every trip of what's around me at all times. And, you know, and that, that's, you know, it's, it's what it is. You have to be on the, be ready for the unexpected. And that's, you're always, you're constantly checking around you at all times. You're always, you just can't get in that tunnel vision looking straight ahead. Situational awareness. Yes. You got to be mindful every minute of every mile of every trip. That's, and that's what knowing, it is. Knowing who's around you. Knowing, knowing what's around you because we had a guy, I can't think what year it was, that one of our truck driving championships, he said there were six vehicles that driver that drive the truck. There's six vehicles that he has to be aware of. The one he's driving. The one in front of them, the one behind them, the one on the left, the one on the right, and the one you do not see. Yeah. Because in a blink of an eye, there could be a car coming from wherever, or a vehicle, anything. 
pedestrian in the car or whatever. It's just, you've got to be ready for at any time. Has it gotten tougher over the last 30 years in terms of, you know, because you've got pedestrians walking around, you know, on their phones, you've got people texting while driving. Has it gotten That's harder? Not really harder, it just gets you more aware, knowing what's around you. The car, you look down, you can see what's going on. You know, it's just being more alert around the heavier traffic. You turn the radio down, you focus on what you're doing, because otherwise you, you're out there in the middle of Montana, in the middle of the night, there's nobody but you, you're out the radio blaring, whatever. But you're in, a, in a, you know, like I say, heavy traffic, turn your radio down, focus on what you're doing, and you know, know, what you, know what's around you. With proper rest. Proper rest, you always want a good rest. You know, then that's what they say. Even when I'm at a dock, backed up, when I'm waiting to get unloaded, loaded, I will get rest. A good, not a big breakfast, a good breakfast. Because a big meal weighs you down. Unless you want to go to sleep. You know, healthy, eat healthy. You know, I don't drink coffee. I don't, 34 years driving a truck, I don't drink coffee and I don't smoke cigarettes. Wow. Well, that, that's, and that, that's, that's, that's a very good point because yeah. many who are in the industry have that's, a higher, higher level of smoking, yes. higher level of, Yes. Heavy coffee drinkers. Yep. yep. The industry has a higher level of diabetes. That's it. That is. So you got to take care that's of yourself. So that, that's that's educating our drivers coming in and our older drivers, teaching and educating ourselves. Uh, hey, you need to eat right. You need to plan your. You know, it's all get rest when you're. Yeah, you're taking four days off because you're, you're a lot of your four days off. But don't be working in the field or doing your honeydew list right at the time you got to leave. The ten hours before or eight hours before you got to go to work. Get your rest. Go get to bed. Sleep. Go sleep. sleep. So you're ready, fresh, and ready to go to work in the morning or whenever you got to leave. And all these things, and this this becomes just good habits built on good, good habits. habits. Yes, and that's what I tell my trainees. I'm, you know, when, I, when I had a trainee, she said, you didn't talk to me for four hours. I said, I'm here to train you, I'm not here to talk to you. <laughs> I'm here to observe what you're doing. If I'm not talking to you, you're doing something good. I'm yeah. watching you do your driving, and if you, you know, I'm trying to teach you good habits to get into. Use your, you know, I tell my kids, I want you to use your blinker pulling into the driveway. That's my pet peeve is blinkers. Yeah. You change, anytime you turn that wheel, you gotta use the blinkers. blinker. Not because you're going into your home and there's nobody around you, it's just a habit. It's a habit. You know, you're using the blinker. Good habit. So now you just want to tell me rear engine because you were turning into a driveway, and you didn't you'll turn say, the hey, blinkers my on. blinker was on. There you go. You're covered. There you go. It's an honor to meet you. It's a pleasure being here today. We'd like to thank Stone Ridge for helping support this episode of The Road Show. Recast of the show will appear on the Transport Topics Road Signs channel. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.